You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Fox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians and we talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. This is it, the final weekend of my Heavy Montreal interviews. It has been six glorious weeks, but all good things must come to an end, and this is the case. I just want to give uh, one last time a huge shout out to all the people that made my time at Heavy Montreal possible, and I'm extremely grateful and thankful. And I really, really appreciated uh, all the help that I got as the weeks came towards Heavy Montreal happening. So here's my huge shout-out list to J.F. Michaud, the Vox and Hops alumni, to Nick Farkas, Vox and Hops alumni, to Lisa Lee for being the coolest, my producer, Jessica Buckingham, to Dan for making sure I had nice cold beers at Heavy Montreal, and to Marie-Madeau Langlois from Brassard de Montréal for hooking me up with a bunch of craft beers that I can enjoy with my guests throughout my interviews. So a huge, huge thank you to everybody that I just mentioned. I had a great time, and it would not have been possible without all you, so a huge, huge thank you. I just came back from an excellent beer fest experience at Festival Bière et Saveur de Chambly in Chambly, Quebec. It was my first time there. I had always wanted to go, and I just never ended up going for some reason. So finally, I got my media accreditation, my media passes, and I headed over there this past Sunday. I went with the whole family, and I had a great time. I ended up interviewing six amazing brewers from breweries that I really respect and actually purchased beers from. So it was almost like meeting rock stars. So it was really, really cool. In case you missed it, last Tuesday, I released the first of the Vox and Hops Brewer Talks, which will be coming out on Tuesdays. The first one came out of the six last Tuesday with my interview with Hugues Leroux Kelly from Matera Brasseur Tonnelier. And you guys should check it out if you missed it. Today on the podcast, I am with Dan Jacobs, the guitarist of Atreyu. Here it is, Vox and Hops, episode number 60. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everybody? Today I'm with Dan Jacobs from Atreyu, and we are at Heavy Montreal. Yeah. How are you doing, man? I'm doing awesome, man. We just got in town, uh, just flew in. We're getting ready to fly out tomorrow, so this is a quick little banger. How do you feel about those? Um, I don't know. I'm in a band as well. I scream for a band called Cryptopsy. Nice. And uh, these one-off shows I always find are just so much more work and, you know, getting like, I don't know if you guys are like touring and you guys are actually in shape or you had to actually practice for this. I find it's always way more fucking work than being on tour. (laughs) See, for us, this one's kind of nuts because we just got off the Disrupt Festival tour uh, for a month, and it ended for us in uh, San Diego, California. So that was yesterday. Unbe- then, oh, okay. So, you guys- so that was two days ago. Okay, so you guys are fresh. Yeah. yeah, and then so yesterday, we basically we basically went home two days ago, woke up the next day, got on a plane, flew here, got in at 12.30 last night, and uh, here I am today. Crazy, crazy. Have you ever played Heavy Montreal before? I think so. Yeah? I think we've played it at least once, maybe twice. This is um, from my experience having played all over the world, playing Wacken, playing Hellfest, playing Brutal Assault. I think this is one of the most premier festivals in the world, and I'm so proud that it's in my hometown. It's awesome. And that, uh, you know, bands from all over the world come over and get to experience it. The northeastern Canada area has some of the most epic concert events, you know, and like the, the crowds are so much more fun and like so energetic and I mean, uh, we did one in Quebec City like, you know, not too long ago about a year ago actually now and it was just like one of the best shows we ever had in our lives and it was like, oh my gosh man, like we need to come to Canada way more often, like what are we doing? We're, uh, I don't know what it is, if it's the cold, if it's the, the great beer that we have 
Yeah. We had, uh, this, especially Quebec City, there's something special about that. There's like, they always just go off. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy that. I always get asked that question, like, what part of the world has the best crowds? And I never really know. I've like, I, a mosh pit is a mosh pit to me. Yeah. But it's interesting that, that that home is really much more intense. It really is. Yeah. I'd say a lot of the best shows, honestly, are in Canada. There's like an, an energy there that's, uh, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like you said, the beer, the water, who knows, but it's, there's something there. I know that in the States, you guys have many more tours that come through all the time. Maybe it's like an oversaturation, whereas not many bands actually make it up into Canada yeah. to do the whole run because of the long drives and shit. So maybe people are a bit more appreciative yeah, or a bit more not as starved. Cheated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you guys are one of the pinnacle bands of metalcore. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I know that there's yeah. that whole thing. That's not where I'm going at. Yeah. I uh, would like to know some of the metalcore bands that you used to play with that you miss that you wish would come back and still be there. Oh man, that would come back. Ooh boy. I mean, there was, uh, as far as metalcore, I don't know. I mean, most of them are kind of still around. I mean, like when we started, it was like us, Under Oath, Thrice, Avenged Sevenfold, Kill Switch Engage. Um, those were kind of like, you know, as they lay dying, you know, that's kind of all the bands that were like there. Most of them came from Southern California, you know? Um, I mean, if you want to dig a little bit deeper, there was a band called Hope's Fall that was pretty cool. Uh, we did some tours when we toured them in Avenged Sevenfold back in like 2003, maybe something like that. And they had some jams that were pretty cool, you know. But most of most of the really good metalcore bands, um, they're all still around. So it's uh, luckily you don't have to miss them too much, you know. Do you feel that the scene has evolved with you guys? Yeah, it's been it's interesting because it's like I feel like this is the first time the past 20 years is the first time where like stuff hasn't changed as much as it's done in the past. Like metalcore still sounds for the most part kind of like it always has. It was a little more stripped down before, but it's kind of more polished now, but I feel like even uh the way people dress to um, just what's in and what's popular. I mean, you like you look at the '60s, the '70s, '80s, '90s. They're very defined generations from That's the correct. Um, aesthetically to sonically with, and audibly whatnot with these bands and um, culture and everything. And, and I feel like the past 20 years hasn't shifted as much. It's kind of almost stayed the same. You know, like I feel like people still dress like they always have. Like I haven't really changed how I dress too much over the years and it's kind of come back around again I already see people looking like emo again <laughs> I'm like man what year is it like what's are going you gonna on bring right it now? back a little bit man yeah. I mean I'm, I'm sort of wearing makeup on stage are, again, are you have know? you yeah yeah I try yeah. to be bring back the uh, theatrics I mean like one of the things that I really love getting into the scene and what I feel I brought to the metalcore scene and to music in general is bringing back kind of the the over-the-top 80s vibe whether it be the big guitar solos the eccentric stuff on stage you know as far as clothes my guitars are all super crazy looking yeah. And uh, even wearing makeup on stage just to, you know, just look more of a showman, you know, more uh, entertaining to look at while performing. Give people uh, their money's worth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's called a show for a reason, right? Vox and Hops is all about craft beer and hanging out with metal musicians. Yeah. Today I uh, brought you a Griffin Town from Brasar de Montreal, who graciously gave me a bunch of beers for this festival to oh, share with awesome. all my guests. It's a win-win. Yeah, let's see what this sucker's got. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Perfect, perfect for this weather. It is. It's really good. Nice and smooth. Are you a craft beer enthusiast? Uh, I don't know about enthusiast, but I, I did. Uh, I have a merch company, and we do you know, obviously stuff for bands and things like that. But we also have a side of it called craft beer merch, and do we make, we made a lot of merchandise for breweries and stuff. So in doing so, I've got to kind of go to all these breweries and drink all their beer. And I got to go to Great American Beer Festival um, a few years ago, which is madness. I don't know if you've ever been before. I have not. I have not. Yeah. GABF is wild. I mean, it's like, you know, 600 plus breweries in a, in a convention center. Where, where is that located? It's in Denver, Colorado. Okay, yes, the mecca of craft beer. There's it a few is. meccas of craft beer in, in the States and Denver's definitely up there. It's up there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so, I mean, yeah, I've, I've uh, 
I, I've, I've dipped in it a lot. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not like, like the hugest beer drinker. I'm like drinking beers every day. I, I like to, sometimes I'll drink wine. Sometimes I like my cocktails and stuff. But I do look a good beer here and there. A good, nice, smooth, cold, especially on a hot day. You know, it's. If you could beat. pick a style of beer that is the only style of beer that you can drink for the rest of your life, what style of beer would that be? Probably go with a lager or a pilsner of some sort. It's something light and drinkable. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, everything kind of started that way to an extent. You know, I mean, you could you can shift a little bit into like the, you know, um, whether it be like the ambers or even like the the, um, the porters or like the, um, just the, the thicker, heavier the beers. Stouts. You know, the stouts. Yes. Thank you. That's what I'm looking The stouts. Double barrel aged madness, you know, like like I like all that stuff. It's really good, but like it's uh, some of it's almost overwhelming. I feel like when you got too much alcohol percentage in a beer, I take three sips and I'm like drunk. But I want to drink all day, you know. <laughs> I, I don't want to drink one beer and be drunk. I want to drink ten beers and like you know slowly achieve a really nice intoxication, you know. So I think a lager, a pilsner, something really light is kind of more what I've kind of ended up going back to. The more that I've been doing this, I I've, I love all types of beer and big heavy beers. Yeah. But I, I want to appear that I can't get drunk. Drinking is a big part of the podcast and being with people, but I yeah. don't want to be that sloppy drunk. Yeah. I don't want to get that reputation. And uh, I think a nice Pilsner, if that's the only drink that you could drink for the rest of your life, is an excellent decision. Yeah, it's refreshing. Yeah. It's probably the most refreshing style of beer that you can get, you know, without it getting too thick or too heavy on too much uh, flavor in any direction. What would be if you had a, to pick a favorite brewery favorite brewery yeah. oh man i'm gonna, probably gonna go with the brewery b-r-u-e-r-y yes. so good yes. they're uh, a local brewery to us they run on the corner from my office actually really? and uh, one of our, our clients and uh they just they have such a class to what they do and they're so left of center with their styles of beer i mean they don't make anything really that's um they don't make any ipas or anything like that they've completely just gone away from that um, other than their offshoot brewing, they have a brewery called Offshoot that does strictly IPAs and stuff like that. So they can still make that, but not be the brewery. But um, yeah, I love them just because they do a lot of different stuff. They have like their Black Tuesday and they have these big like double barrel aged, you know, like huge beers that are like 20% alcohol. Yes, and yes. I featured, I featured one on a podcast from the brewery. It was, it was absolutely delicious. It was like an 11%. Oh yeah. And that's a light one for them. Yeah. That's one of their lighter <laughs> beers, you know. But yeah, I think like, you know, as much as I'm sitting there going off about how I prefer a light beer at the end of the day, uh, I just how exquisite their beers are. They're all sold in, you know, 25 ounce bottles. So it's kind of like a champagne. You, wine to, you, sort of, you should approach it that way and share it with someone. It is. It's Those very are much beers shared. that should be an experience with someone else. Well, even though I've seen some savage people do stuff where they'll take two bottles of brewery beer. One will be like, say, a, like a wild, like sour, like a boysenberry sour. And then they'll take like a Black Tuesday, which has got more of a chocolate kind of base to it. And they just mix them together and yes, make I've their seen own that. I've, I've seen that happen too. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, yeah. that is just, man. It's like, fuck you, Brewer. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, Brewer. And fuck my life right now because I'm going to be hammered. I, I love that. I didn't know that you did a merch company. How did you get involved with that? Um, did it come from being in the band and being that guy? Yeah, I do all kinds of stuff in the merch world, actually. I mean, it started initially in 2007. Uh, my brother and I, uh, my brother wasn't doing anything at the time. My band was successful and doing all this stuff. So we're like, off the back of that, we were like, let's do something else that's kind of music related. So uh, we started a clothing line called Rock Clothing, which was kind of like heavy metal rock and roll influence looking clothing line. That's so cool. Then, uh, do you do, do the designs? Is that you? Um, or do you guys outsource? A, we outsource the designs, okay. but we have an influence as like what we're looking to do with it. Of that. course, yeah. And then from there, after a couple years, uh, my band's endorsed by Monster Energy Drink. So via Monster, um, one, uh, one of the guys who worked there at the time, I was like, hey, can I do a collaboration with you, like a Monster rock clothing thing? They're like, sure. So we made these Def Leppard looking Monster shirts that they still make and produce today. Awesome. You, still get, you still get a cut? I don't, know. Bastard. 
shirts. Damn it, monster. <laughs> but um, no, but, but it's it's the only shirts that I've seen over time that have stood the test of time and they're still using. So off the back of that, we're like, man, this is a faster way for us to make money and get to kind of make creative stuff. We're like, well, let's try to make stuff for other people. So we started our company, Rock World Merchandise, and we make merch for everybody. You know, all the, all, you know, a lot of... Um, different bands a lot of festivals a lot of actual merch companies print through us really okay um, so we get to print for an endless amount of bands it's it's so cool how does it go how big of a warehouse do you have to have it just depends on what you're doing i mean our in our particular case we have a 20,000 square foot warehouse Unbelievable. that we've come yeah. up with yeah and we over the past year we got our own print shop now too so we were doing merchandising now we're doing screen printing and sewing and all in board all, and all, all in house well. now so we were outsourcing that stuff yeah. before but now we do all of it in house that's awesome. as well as we have a company you might have seen before we have a company called plug that does these little keychain holders that look like guitar amps. And you, if you've ever seen them, they mount on the wall and it looks like a little Marshall and you have a keychain that's your quarter inch jack like on your amp. I have you put seen this. You your keys this. on it and you plug it in. I have seen this. That's, yeah. our, that's our company, Plugins. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, so I love this. You know, with, you know, we're in this world of music. We don't make much more money from the music itself anymore. It's what's around it. That's right. That's right. And that's smart that you found this this niche that you got. But yeah. I'm, that's awesome, dude. Cheers, man. Yeah, Thank cheers. you so much for sitting down with me. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it. to watch you guys today. Thank you. Cheers. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I was uh, slightly nervous uh, heading into that one. It was another big band name that I, you know, had uh, seen the band back in the day when I was just playing in metalcore bands in Montreal, my metalcore band called Three Mile Scream. And uh, it's, you know, there's something strange that's tied to your childhood when you meet these stars versus when you meet them when you're older and you're, I don't know, something more about maturity. As I was heading into the interview, I was uh, quite nervous, but as soon as I sat down with Dan, it was just a smooth, nice chat, and he's just such a cool guy. So a huge thank you to Dan for coming and having a beer with me on Vox and Hops. On the note of uh, t-shirt production, if all goes well, I will receive your t-shirts tonight, and the shipments will start going out next Monday because uh, the post office is closed uh, over the weekend, so it's not going to happen then. So starting next Monday, I'm going to start shipping out a whole bunch of t-shirts to all of you Vox and Hops heads who pre-ordered the very first Vox and Hops t-shirt, the Enjoy Life Metal and Craft Beer t-shirt. A huge thank you to all the you Vox and Hops heads for picking up one and supporting the podcast. I really, really, really appreciate each and every one of you. I always say there is no podcast without you Vox and Hops heads supporting me sharing the podcast, getting the word out. And now you guys have taken it one step further by getting your very own Vox and Hop shirt, which you can wear, take pictures of, send me those pictures and you wear them out in public. And when people say, hey, where'd you get that shirt? You tell them about the podcast. I'd greatly appreciate that. You should check out the other two episodes that are dropping today. They are also super cool. I got Brody Utley from Rivers of Nile. And I also have a longtime friend, Blair Youngbluff, from Mountain Dust. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a great weekend. And remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hopsets. It is now 2024. And the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts? Or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. 
Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you.